there's definitely been a push recently to to make ourselves more uncomfortable and, yeah. and kind of grow. You know, when you hear the word flourishing, it's just like, oh, it's like a flower blooming and it's very beautiful and very nice. But, you know, flourishing is actually really painful is, mm. is how they redefined it. They said that if you want to if you want to move forward and if, especially if you want to grow into someone better, you have to be kind of have these black swan moments. Hello and welcome to this episode of Tales from Trichy. I'm your host, Denor Sapolia. Today, Sid and I talk about the idea of adversity and his experiences in overcoming it as a new entrepreneur and a student. Sid introduced me to a phrase that's been stuck in my head ever since our conversation called a black swan moment. A black swan moment is essentially an unpredictable event that is beyond what is normally expected of any situation and has potentially severe consequences. Sid argues that everyone has their own personal black swan moments that push them to grow and overcome adversity. With that being said, we really hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. But that ties in into adversity. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So That's you're not making right? that leap mm-hmm. or you're not climbing um, towards that. Mm-hmm. And that's where, uh, and how you react to adversity, right? Absolutely. That's what kicks in. How, how do you set your goals? Because I've recently, I've realized that a goal is more, and this is only in my experience, that a goal is more of a process rather than deadline or whatever. Like, w- what do you think about that concept? How, how do you set your goals? Is it more of a journey or is it more of a, like a dead number or something so like that? So I have a slightly different um, uh, view of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say goal is a process. Um, the way I set my goals is, yes, I have a definitive end line, a finish line, and a target to achieve, and I work towards that. And when you get there, and that's when you have stretch goals. So you have a goal and a stretch goal. Um, so, for example, um, if uh, my goal is to hit, let's take, let's talk about running, right? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of running. Uh, if I'm running... Um, say, a 5K in about 30 minutes. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that I'm able to improve on my speed, continue to improve on my speed. Uh, in a quarter, at the end of the quarter, I'd love to do it at like 24 minutes. So like three-month three, three month goal is... Right. You, okay. And I'm constantly working towards how can I get better? How can I get better? Now, when I get to the 24, I want to start thinking, okay, how is it that I can do it at much lesser speed or in terms of the time? Um, so that is the stretch goal. So within the three month time frame, I have, I'm going to achieve 24, but I will work towards a 22. That's my stretch goal. We all know what our uncomfortable zones are, mm-hmm. but what we try to do is we maneuver around that and don't try to penetrate or intentionally focus on uncomfortable moments. Mm-hmm. But the way you got to think differently is start looking at Uh, work in the uncomfortable zone, keep going more often into that, and that will create black swan moments for you personally. You know, you you started VDART in uh, 2008. So what type of adversity were you facing up to that point? What made you want to, you know, it's kind of a harsh way to say this is a harsh way to say but you have to kind of put away your old life yeah or your career that i'm sure you you know work a really long time on 
and 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 kind of looked that adversity in the face and be like, no, I'm going to do this anyway. What what was going through your head? What what was the pushback you were getting at that point? Yeah, I can just see a light bulb go off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was going through my head and what is the pushback I was getting is uh, the pushback is internally uh, from yourself and the uh, the family, the immediate family, and uh, your customers and people talking about, hey. Um, you are at the cusp of recession. The, the, the market is at the cusp of recession. Right. And you want to do something like this, you, you might want to think. So this is intentionally pushing yourself into adversity. right? So um, is that what you did at that point? Yeah. Like you knew it, there were so many people telling you, right. hey, it's probably not a good idea. Yes. The recession's, you know, everyone knows at this point that it's going to happen. What do you do with those? Like, what do you do with those voices? Okay, so what you do is it's positive talk positive reinforcement, affirmations that it is going to happen. You will be able to come through. Um, so that's how you you stay or you equip yourself to fight against adversity. Now, in terms of the pushback, right, um, th- there's, there's three levels of pushback, what you see. Uh, one is within yourself, although you have a great idea and your mindset is that I want to create a company which is going to create success, wealth, and quality of life or being a people differentiator, or changing the trajectory of people's lives. Um, but internally, you have that fear as well, that is this going to work, right? That is, so, yeah. so there is a pushback from yourself internally. Then there's a pushback from immediate family, right? You, your own uh, spouse and your immediate family members say, hey, you're doing good, you, you have a great job, and why is it that you want to do this? And w- especially when, when the economy is going to be, everybody's talking about the uncertainty in the economy, and then your customer's talking about it, hey, is this the right time to start your business? Do you have this and that and the other and all of the good stuff, right? So even your customers were oh, yeah, yeah. asking you to second guess. Yeah, yeah. Think wow. about it. You, you, maybe this is not the time. Now is not the time. Think about it and then you can do it. So um, all things said and done, it's primarily the, the way I was, uh, I was, um, I had set my mind that this is what I wanted to do. And um, again, to answer your question is how do you overcome that is, having a definitive goal and you're working towards that goal, pushing yourself really hard. So th- th- there's a concept around um, how you how you overcome adversity. Uh, you have, uh, uh, this is a very interesting analogy, what I heard uh, from one of the other podcasts and books as well as you have quitters, campers, and climbers, mm-hmm. right? So you, you decide at that point in time whether you want to quit and move on or you're a camper, you plateau. So you, a camper is... Uh, you've plateaued. You, you're not pushing yourself. You're not getting into the uncomfortable zone. You're not trying to get, get to the climb, the climb status where you're able to push yourself, do better. A climber is someone who's determined to work until they've made it to the top of whatever it is they're working towards. So I decided to be a climber. And uh, one of the ways I was able to do it is with positive reinforcement, um, surrounding yourself with mentors. So you got, you got started. And, and when was the first time you felt in in Vidar's journey like you had made the right decision? So um, the moment I got my first uh, purchase order or from my customer, the first sale, right? And that was like in a week. Really? Yeah. Wow. So in a week, I had my first sale and uh, I knew that this is going to work. To answer your question, honestly, I had the doubts in 24 hours mm-hmm. after making the decision. So the very interesting story is, the the day I quit, mm-hmm. um, I'd put my papers and uh, my previous manager 
he called me back and he said, hey, I want to have a discussion with you. And we decided, okay, we're going to part ways and I'm going to give the 30-day notice and all of that. But the 30th day, he called me again and he said, hey, there is recession. It is not the best of times. You may really want to think through this decision. I'm still okay to get you back and you could really do well out here. So he, even till the very last day, he was trying to get you to yeah. really think about it. So even after the 30th day, when I started the company, the first day I started working, because of the conversation, what I had, the distraction, what I had from him, in 24 hours, I was thinking through this, should I do this or should I not do this? You know, and uh, at that point in time, actually, it's it's the support from, it's the, at that point in time, even my wife was saying, hey, you know what, you, you should be thinking again. Right. This is something which you, your previous boss is such a nice guy, he's calling you back. Uh, you, you have right. better things. That's and you true. Have a better offer, and you could do so very well. And uh, then I just made my decision. You know what? No, that's not the route which I'm going to take because uh, my goal and the purpose, what I wanted to build this organization, is very different. The vision is very different, and there's no vision alignment, vision or purpose alignment with my previous company, which I worked for, and the company which I wanted to start. I think it's important to note that, you know, the people that are against your decision or at that time were against your decision. I don't think they were bad people or they didn't think Absolutely. you could do it, right? That, that's yep. a big that's a big caveat or, or a big point to make is that they probably were worried about you and they cared about you. And I think that's really hard because if someone you don't like is like, oh, you can't start a business. Yeah. You don't really care too much. But when it's people close to you. Very true. It, it takes on a whole different dynamic because you, your decision will directly or indirectly affect what yeah. they do, right? And so it is harder when, when you think, you know, let's say it was one of your mentors saying, hey, I don't, I don't think you should be doing this. Yeah. Still doing that, it, it almost feels, and I'm not sure if this is the case for you, but it almost feels kind of like disrespectful or like, yeah. well, I mean, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. And I, and, but I think there is an element of confidence with that. I, I Absolutely. Think, I think it's important to note that I, I don't think you were being arrogant. I, I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times entrepreneurship is glorified right. into where a lot of younger younger people, you know, let's say 16, 17, are mm. like, oh, I just got to make a lot of money. And, yeah. You know, well, when in reality, it's it's if you're arrogant, you're probably not going to yeah, you know, go go too far. And that's one thing we've, we've had an episode on mentorship that's out right now. Yeah. But, it you know, these concepts always keep coming back. Very true. And, you know, there are a few mentors that I have, you know, for for our company that I, I just don't agree with sometimes, yes. you know. And, yeah. and and it's frustrating because, well, I know that they're smart people and I yeah. know that they do want what they think is the best for mm-hmm. the company and, you know, me and they, they. But at the same time, it's just like, no, I'm sorry, I want to do this. And that's a lot yeah. of adversity right there. Do you? Have you ever had that experience where? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're close to somebody yeah. in a mentor role, and you don't yeah. agree. How do you how do you handle that? So I've had several of those conversations with my mentors as well, but I've done what I felt is right. Uh, try to uh, get the feedback from your mentor, and if you are confident, if it is still going to work, you consider your mentor's input and try to blend it with your idea. I think that's a great way to to handle those kind of dissenting opinions or that type of adversity because you know adversity can take on so many different forms it's it's right. not just 
this big scary mountain you have to climb it could be very like tiny little hills you know i mean you probably have adversity even now in in your teams and everything like that i I know one of the big things we talked about um a few months ago was you guys starting vdart digital yeah that was a that was a a very big shift compared to what you guys do or what you guys used to do before then um where you had adversity in your own team am, am i correct yep and so how did you how did you manage that because what i'm realizing with leadership from our conversations it's just people management isn't it it's just mm-hmm. you 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 figure out what these two groups want and then yeah. you have to just kind of be the bridge absolutely to to, to build yeah. that connection with yeah. both of them and then you're laughing right now but i mean what was that like because you know similar to what we were talking about before your decision has direct and indirect impact on people that are close to you so how did did you handle it a similar way to how you handled you know building your company from scratch? Or? Yeah, so um, let me talk through a little bit of adversity uh, about Vidar starting something new, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, an area where you don't have expertise. Um, I got you. So there's, there's always. Um, Are you talking um, about digital or staffing yeah, right now? Di- I'm talking about digital, digital, and yeah. then into uh, products as well. There's always um, uh, there's a there's a there's a concept around. Play by your strengths, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What you're strong at, play in that space. Um, so that's what we did um, when we started off VDOT Inc., which is on the staffing side. Uh, we've, we've done that business for about 10 years, 11 years now. And uh, while we were doing that in third year, fourth year, with the way we were acquiring customers, people always said, hey, why don't you do solutioning? I said, no, I'm not going to do solutioning. <laughs> I'm not going to do products. I just want to be in my space. I want to play by my strengths. But there was a goal around that. We wanted to get to the 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 the, te- the the hundred million mark. We want to grow past that and create sufficient investments because the flip side is when you get into solutions and products, there is a possible opportunity for you to burn and bleed money uh, if you don't do it. Oh, right. really? Although I didn't have the experience, right? So uh-huh. that is really pushing yourself into a high risk zone or into adversity. Well, uh, we got to the Harmony market, and that, that's when I thought, you know what? And again, my mentors and all of these folks suggested, hey, this is a good time frame when you, when you need to start looking at this. So we went ahead and uh, started VDAR Digital. Now, one of the most important aspects is um, you've you got to be vulnerable um, in saying that, hey, I don't know the space, and I really need help and seek out to people. Right, especially when you've been so successful in another one. It it's right. probably was hard to admit. That, you know, Absolutely. Okay. Um, so as a result of that, um, I think that is what really paid me off very well, where I'm able to say to people, uh, to my uh, fellow leaders and people outside, uh, I, I'm not an expert in, in, in solutioning. I'm not an expert in products, but you're the folks who can do it. So my immediate set of leaders are people who have been in the solutioning side. So picking the right people on your team uh, really helped us. Uh, but there's one other um, very challenging uh, adversity or an adversity what I'm going through right now personally and I'm, I'm trying to do a climb on that. Um, so when you start uh, when we started the products company, um, the product is very different beast as opposed to solutioning. Right. Uh, in the services business, you're charging the customer and you get paid in products you, you invest into the company and building the product. Then you take the product to the market, and then there has to be a customer who is going to be uh, interested in uh, in purchasing your product, and then you, you start doing that for multiple customers. Now, so that's already a lot more money involved than just like yes, the service. Yes, okay. you're pouring money into it. There's right. there's consistent burn. 
Now, there comes a time when you have to take that call that are you going to continue to burn more money because you don't have enough customers? You mm-hmm. call it quits. You want to be in as a camper because even to be a camper, you're burning money. Or mm. you climb it. How do you climb it? That's something which I did not know, right? And I'm tr- so through my uh, advisors, through my mentors and advocates, I'm trying to find out, hey, how does it work? Do, do you go to private equity? Do you go to venture capital? Uh, because you don't want to burn all the more money into it till such time you start getting customers and mm-hmm. you start growing that. Uh, quitting is you just decide to wrap it up and move on and you've burnt whatever. So that, this, that's like a stop loss, okay? Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've lost alone, enough money, yeah. let, let's move right. on. But the hustle is around finding the right uh, right opportunity where you can still make the climb. Um, it, it's a, it, those are, so when, when you talk to companies who have that experience, um, that there are like amazing stories where people who have made billions uh, in, in this kind of deals, uh, specifically in, in uh, niche emerging upcoming blockchain kind of products. Right. And there are lots of companies who have gone bust in the sense like that is because they, it, it just did not work out for them. I think you, you hit on this a little bit, but, but what I'll say is adversity is a lot easier when it's shared and you know you kind of touched on how you built this very amazing team yeah. or you recruited this very amazing team i want to um i wanted to ask you how how you did that so i think having the right people around you can make it you know make change and make getting out of your comfort zone a lot easier because there's somebody you can look back to that can you know help keep pushing you what are some characteristics of, of a good team and, and how did you effectively make that good team with, with this new digital business that you started? If you're interested in hearing about how Sid constructed his team and the characteristics that made them effective, tune in to the second part of this episode next week. We'll pick back up with Sid for that answer and talk a little bit more about adversity in his personal life as both a student and struggling business owner. Thank you so much for listening. As always, this episode was edited by Jacob Smulian with music provided by Yolanda Weathers. A special thanks to Sid for his time. And as always, we'll see you in the next one.